This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back into the fray on a great day for talk radio. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Pound 3636 with Peter Sherman, Stephen Holliday, and Tom Park. And since we were talking about you know, government policy here and cutbacks, uh, here's another one we'll add. This is sort of the uh, twin of the previous topic that had to do with uh, health care cuts to the city of Toronto. Uh, these are health care cuts for travelers who are going abroad or out of country. Uh, it's limited coverage, according to the folks who are in charge, and they say, uh, oh, hip, while it only covers you know, uh, a marginal amount, maybe only 5%. You still need traveler's insurance and so on. If you're going to go to uh, the States, for example, exorbitant, you know, the maximum 400 bucks, uh, that's almost an admitting fee at a hospital in the States. So you got to get traveler's insurance. So they're going to cut back saying this is really redundant or unnecessary. Peter Sherman, how do you see it? doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm a frequent Florida traveler, as we know, and uh, I, I have an insurance policy that uh, stays with me and will stay with me as far as I'm concerned for the rest of my life anytime I jump over the border. I got sick this past winter in Florida. I went to the clinic. It cost 1500 bucks to be there for two hours and get a couple of x-rays. So I wasn't going to get much out of the province of Ontario for that anyway. So if the insurance goes up a couple of bucks, I don't really care. There you go. So it's nominal, he says, Tom. Is this really uh, an issue that really has very little relevance to folks who are traveling? Well, I mean, it can be if you, um, you know, think you should dash across to Buffalo to get something or enjoy the evening out and, you know, cross the borders. A lot of people do. And so I don't think it's just, you know, necessarily wealthy people who have a place down in Florida can afford a second property who are going to be affected by this. Excuse me? Wealthy? Well, having a second property, I think, you know. I don't have a second property. Okay. Well, all right. I said people (laughs) who have a second property. All right. So Uh, you're saying a day tripper might actually need this facility. Yeah. You get a new accent down there, you know, for example. Um, Yeah, I would think so because now you're in trouble. You got to take the ambulance. You got to go into the fracture clinic or whatever has to be taken care of. It can get very, very expensive, as you know, in the United States. And if if you don't have insurance, the hospital's going to you know, give you the bill at the end of the day. So it's, it can have, a, I mean, you can, you can roll the dice. Right. Uh, so this would defray some of your costs. Yeah. About 5% it, of it. Is yeah. What, and I think, I think, I, I think I saw the number that this is only saving like 9 million bucks. Well, all right. So because nobody's using it. Things. Well, nobody's using it because they get full coverage if they're going to travel abroad. Stephen, how do you see it? Well, it's the principle that counts here. So it sounds like this 5% is a, is outdated or it's a remnant of some past plan that really isn't relevant today. If you're going across the border, you should have some travel insurance. Uh, I realize it costs money, but so does travel in general. But the principle here is the user fee principle. Instead of making everybody in Ontario pay for this particular service, and even if it's sort of a half service, it it puts the onus on the travelers to come up with the insurance. So in my mind, this is good public policy and, and, and good for the government to uh, continue to modernize and, and, and make things better. All right. Is, by the way, that was, I just wanted to yeah. interject, I guess uh, we were hearing the sounder for the Amber Alert that was uh, sounded earlier in the hour. Ethan Montez and his 47-year-old mom, Juliet Mohammed, being sought in a gray four-door 2003 Toyota Matrix with Ontario license plate 379WTM, last seen in the area of Mississauga, Cothra, and mm-hmm. Atwater uh, Road. So uh, we'll keep you posted should anything develop on that front. Let me just dovetail, because of tightness of time, you know, since we're t- talking about the Ford government and uh, trying to rationalize expenses and uh, meet budgets and so on and so forth. Interesting, they're coming out with an announcement tomorrow uh, that will earmark $1.6 billion toward ensuring that school boards don't have to lay off teachers as a result of increasing class size. 
with the thinking being that nobody's losing their job except through attrition. Where, But if uh, in a case of a board doesn't have retiring teachers and the class sizes are getting bigger, so on a per capita basis, fewer teachers necessary, they would still retain those teachers. For example, 10 teachers. So you dip into this fund to keep the teachers employed. It's called uh, the attrition protection money uh, or grants for student needs. Now, to my mind, I'm wondering if this is something uh, political in nature because you've got, well, the contracts lapse August 31. There's talk of spoiling for a fight. The gauntlet's been thrown down by both parties, both the premier as well as the teachers unions and things like that. So around the horn quickly, let me ask you, Stephen, how do you see it? This is bizarre. They've burnt so much political capital fighting on this. And now they've capitulated to a fund to cover what they would deem as, as redundant or surplus resources because the policy changed smaller classes sizes. You don't need those extra people. So you're going to keep them on the payroll. So I don't get it after all of this. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do with the policy, but it doesn't square up to what we've seen so far. Let's see how it plays out. $1.6 billion too. Tom, a thought? Uh, is it is it actually new money? This, that's that's a first question. We don't know much about the announcement, so that's something we got to look for because we know that there's been broadly in a, a cut to education, but is this now taking some of that back? On the politics of it, I think there are a couple key things going on. First of all, you know, this is very unpopular with students and parents. Um, you know, and I think the idea that, you know, a, a, a one-fifth of every child's high school education is going to be done online, we all know that that's not going to be quality, uh, the same quality as a classroom-based course. I mean, I think that's instinctive. And, and uh, you How's know... It's one-fifth, though. It's four courses out of 30. Yeah, okay, so, yes. Well, you know, I didn't do my math very very good in grade, grade six 13. Math, yeah. Grade six math in Ontario. <laughs> and, uh, but... And and secondly, you know, we all know instinctively that larger class sizes mean less attention to each student. So, you know, especially, you know, the, the, these things are just... So is 28 unmanageable? You know, it's not unmanageable, but it just it just makes the experience a bit less oh. for every student. All right. Wait a you know, Sh- Sherman I mean, wants in. I, I, you know, the most amazing thing to me is is when you when you see the ads for private schools. One of the things they always say: mm. small class sizes, so your child gets individual. Why? I mean, I don't. My kid. Well, that's why you pay a premium. Th- that's right. Oh, that's okay. right. Well, and public so, education is strapped, and this is what they're trying to we, because, reconcile. Because here. we have to get tax cuts to rich people, okay. which is, which is, is why. Wrong. No, which is no, wrong. No, no, no. This is why we, we, the big we, elected the Ford government. First of all, the one point six billion dollars you're talking about, most of it, in my view, will not be spent. Uh, if you know about the broader public sector, Tom Parkin knows about the broader public sector, you get about a 5% attrition rate. What is the broader public sector? It's everybody who directly or indirectly is paid by the government and 5% approximately disappear. They either resign and take another job True. or they... Or they um, retire every given year. If it's a little bit off, you got that $1.6 billion. What is that about? It's about the politics of facing contractual negotiations and, and wanting to avoid a strike and yeah. also wanting to, and wanting to assure the population out there whose kids would have to uh, pay the piper if things do go bad, that they're prepared to, to back up what they're saying with real bucks that they're not going to have yeah, to spend yeah. because they are going to get the think, retirements. Although, you know, I think the timing of this it comes a couple days. Was it yesterday or the day before that there was an, the, the, the news story that said that in the, is it in the, uh, the, the, the Muskoka, uh, Perry Sound, North Bay School, very large school board, has about 240 uh, teachers. They got 120 notices. 
That's all. That's all. But hard. those notices go out every year. Okay, I know that. But in one school board, if you if you give a layoff notice to half your people and you only have attrition of five or six or seven percent, that's that's still a big problem. That's a huge loss of teachers. That is hardcore conservative territory. People do not like this. And 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 I I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, an old acquaintance, Mart style. She's a critic, uh, NDP critic for education, and she's going out to the minister's riding to hold a rally against the minister on education cuts. You know, and I have another friend who works for a polling company, a polling focus group company. Mm. They are doing focus groups on conservative voters who don't even have children, and they say, you know, this is bad for the economy, it's bad for society Good when God, we cut education. Tom, think of what this is going to do this for is... the wood and the sign industry. <laughs> I just the rallies. <laughs> right, you've got friends yeah. in those, uh, just, those sectors, too. I'm just too. telling you, this, is, this is a massively now? unpopular kind of uh, thing to do oh, to attack I, schools, in and whose, there's good mind, the teachers' union's mind, yeah. and the teachers' unions are going to have to learn that they're going to stop running no, things no, in Ontario. No teachers means no schools. Oh, come they, on, they no teachers. Uh, That's the same as Joe Cressy screaming, people are going to die. Which is Stop what the medical officer of Queen. which is exactly, aside from your little insult there, which I find Wasn't kind of... Wasn't an insult? Well, Drama Queen is a little insulting, actually. Uh, yeah, $1.6 billion just deflated the argument. I'm just surprised they did it so early and they didn't wait till closer to the edge of uh, the, the bargaining and the negotiations, because I agree with Peter. I wonder if this is part of a larger scheme or a larger discussion about, uh, you know, a potential strike coming up, which is politically volatile well, and uh, it's going to be a big fight. All right. Uh, let's come back. Teachers I mean, and parents. We've already had yeah. a big fight. Drama queen uh, may be disparaging. <laughs> what about drama teacher? Uh, Justin Trudeau uh, is called a drama teacher. It was overly dramatic earlier today. I'm going to share that with you when we come back. More topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. In a moment on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.